Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. You can also listen to episodes on our church YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And happy first Sunday of Advent. Yeah. And uh, uh, before we started this broadcast, I told Pastor Margaret, I said, uh, most people celebrate the Hope Candle today. And so here we are on Hope Talks and a good day. Uh, Any day as a Christian is a good day, but especially during this season of the year. Pastor Margaret, just uh, tell us about what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, so we always want to talk about hope and hopefully give uh, those listening something to um, cling to uh, that can bring hope in their life. And we know that hope has a name, right? Jesus, right? Uh, So... Although we're in the Advent season, um, we're going to go to the Sea of Galilee today. Um, it is a great place. I love to be along the Sea of Galilee. Um, actually, I was sleeping by the Sea of Galilee when my mom went home to be with the Lord back in 2018. And so I I just am so intrigued by not only the things that happened in and around um, the sea, but just how Jesus ministered to the people and how he taught his disciples. Uh, we see them being very, uh, sometimes their humanity, just like ours, shines through, right? And so a few years ago, um, we were speaking at Project Galley in um, Beaufort, North Carolina. We had a little conference there, and I shared on the storm um, that we find in Mark 4, 35 through 41, And I did a reflection. It was a little bit of a different um, sharing that evening. And I did it using a painting that Rembrandt painted. It's actually a painting that was hanging in Boston in a museum, and it was stolen. They've never found it. So we don't know where it's at, but somebody has the storm. Um, And I don't, it's just kind of crazy to think about stealing the storm, right? That would not have chose that one. But anyway, in this session that I did, and it's not all my work, Um, I was able to pull from uh, some other resources uh, to kind of walk through that night uh, when the disciples are on the boat with Jesus. And I want to just read that to kind of get the story in our mind, and then we're going to talk through a little bit about that night and what could have been going on on the boat. So Mark 4 starting with verse 35. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? 
They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and waves obey him. And Pastor Margaret, you pointed this out uh, before we started recording, but in talking about this story, they were fearful and afraid when the storm came up and Jesus was sleeping and they wanted him to do something. And then when he calmed the storm, they were fearful because they're like, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Yeah. So, and we assume that this is early in the disciples' journey with him. It's in Mark 4. It's early in the Gospels. And so it's an opportunity uh, for Jesus to show his divinity. And that was literally, it terrified them. And I have to think about how that would be if I put myself in that setting. They say that the waves on the Sea of Galilee really do, like it's more like a large lake, but that it can, the storms that come up really can be pretty fierce. And one of the translations said that this a ferocious storm came or a up. squall, as yeah. some people would like to say. Yeah. And I, like I told you before the broadcast, you know, a few of his disciples were fishermen. They spent a lot of time on the Sea of Galilee. Uh, Peter, James, and John, that's what they did for a living. So this had to be a terrible storm for even them to be afraid. Right, right. Obviously, it was the storm of all storms in their day. And so, you know... In this world that we're living in, there's a lot of storms. There's been some real storms recently, right, Um, in the natural. But there's a lot of storms in our life. They're in the spiritual realm, uh, in the physical realm. Like we are in a time where we've always needed hope. But, man, we need hope in these days. And I think for me, sometimes when I get into something that's not going quite right and a storm in my life, I can tend to think, how am I going to fix this? And really, that's what the disciples, I believe that they they tried a few things before they went to Jesus. Right. He's sleeping. And so in this Rembrandt painting, and we know that he wasn't there. He didn't know what was happening. But in looking at humanity and how we respond to a storm, we're going to do something. We're going to batten down the hatches, right? We're going to do everything. And your granddad knew a few things about storms. I remember a a storm that he was in. Yeah, he got caught in a hurricane um, and had to anchor, put all four anchors down and kind of, it was a point where he couldn't get out of the hurricane. So he had to hunker down in the hurricane and the Lord protected him. Um, But he had, working with my great-grandfather on his boat, you know, had just learned about how to put good anchors down Mm -hmm. all four sides. And we talk about, a lot of times, use that as an analogy of having a balanced life. Right. But, yeah, the Lord saved him, and, uh, yeah, he got through it. And I'm sure he had other storms, but that's the one that sticks out to me in particular. That was the ferocious storm. And I feel like knowing him... He called out to the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. the Lord was his help. Uh, so anytime there is this meditation that's written, um, just kind of going through this uh, this story. And I think that as we're listening today, and there will be when we post this on social media, website, wherever, there'll be a picture actually of the painting. So 
you should be able to, maybe if you're on radio, you won't have, have that. You have to picture it. You have we'll to have picture to. it. But um, you could go on all of the places that we post this on social media, and actually the picture will be there if you want to take a look at it. You can actually Google the storm by Rembrandt and find it that way. Well, I've heard it said, Pastor Margaret, that, you know, we're all in different stages, but we're either waiting on a storm, in a storm, or coming out of a storm. Yeah. So you might not be in a storm right now in your life, but you've probably either been through a storm at some Mm. point, or at some point in your life up ahead, you will go through a storm. You know, um, in this uh, painting that we're looking at, there's Jesus and his disciples are in the boat. It's stormy. The sea is dark. Um, there's shadows, but there's this kind of a ray of light um, that is streaming down to help us see what's going on on the boat because it's dark. It's night. This is a storm in darkness. There's so much imagery to that that I think we can take in today's world, the spiritual darkness that we're experiencing, the place we are in our world. And so... As we look at the situation, you know, we all respond to a storm in different ways depending on what we do. Like if someone is a leader, they may be trying to, if you're on a boat and you're in a storm, uh, like Rembrandt uh, suggests that maybe someone was trying to fix the sail. Um, You're a leader. You're responsible for the people in the boat. And that probably was Peter being that he was... The fisherman and had his own boat, I believe, you know, he had the most experience. Yeah, and it's suggested that maybe even the man at the sale is Peter, you know, like, because he's taken responsibility. You see others that are trying to hang on to the guy wires and help get that sail, and yeah, fishermen on the boat, right? Yeah. Um, So they knew something about a storm, and it would make sense that they were helping. Um, They were trying to fix the problem. You also see uh, people hanging on, like, for dear life. Um, You see people that are fearful. And where I would be is where the guy in the red is. He's leaning over the boat, more than likely throwing up, because I get so seasick. So he just was trying to survive. And, you know, you have people, the disciples, that were just angry in their storm. They were angry at God. Um, And they're saying to Jesus, teacher, don't you even care if we drown? And the person that you pointed out, Pastor Margaret, I just noticed this, that you thought maybe might be Rembrandt because he always paints himself in the pictures. It looks like that guy's actually praying. His hands are up. And And it could be like, I I don't know, Rembrandt might have just been sick and been the one over the side. But there are different stances we see. You know, there's someone that's just quiet and alone, like maybe even at a place where you're in the fetal position, like I don't even know what to do right now. And isn't that where we find ourselves sometimes in that place where we don't even feel like we can go forward? We don't know what to do because what is happening around us is so overwhelming. I think about even through COVID and the isolation that that brought, that kind of that picture of you know, maybe we're not even wanting to leave the house. Like, we're just kind of frozen in that place. So, quiet and alone. And then you have, there's a the man in the blue shirt that um, it's suggested that 
his hands on his forehead, like, oh, no, what am I going to do? Like, what are we going to do? This is the end. Uh, But looking outward from the boat, but there's a couple people that are kneeling, looking at Jesus. And, you know, the disciples did care enough to wake him up. Like, they finally got, you know what, maybe this is what we need to do. And so they're looking at their hope. And the painting even has a halo over the disciples' head to signify his faith in the Lord in the midst of the storm. Like, who do you think it was that went and got Jesus? Um, you know, we don't we don't yeah, know we that. We don't know. But two of the, um, you know, they went. Could have been Matthew. I just think about Matthew because the way they depicted him in The Chosen, he seems to, I don't know. He's a nervous. detail. He's got yeah. Nervous. yeah so, like you said, he's a detail person. He would think about, wait a minute, we, we do have somebody that maybe can help us out yeah. of this. But I wonder how long they stayed in the storm thinking they were going to die before they finally right. realize that they can reach out to Jesus. But they do. Um, and then there's one more person at the helm. Trying to control the kind of, he doesn't have his hand on the steering wheel, but he has his hand kind of. On the tiller. On like the tiller, to try to. Yeah. You know, he's trying. He's probably an experienced fisherman. Probably James or John. Yeah. So feeling responsibility, um, gripping that tiller because he's straining to keep control of the boat. And so every person on that boat, although we know this is just a depiction of what Rembrandt, you know, what he felt like it could be, everyone on that boat had a stance that night. They were in a storm. And really they represent us. Yeah. And how we respond in our storms. Pastor Margaret, I was thinking, and I never had this thought before, but we know Jesus was sleeping, but, you know, he's our calm in the midst of the storm. Just as he was, he wasn't worried or afraid at all because he knew who controlled the storm. His father controlled the Mm -hmm. storm. He wasn't worried at all. He's our calm in the storm. Mm -hmm. That's why we can go to him in the midst of whatever we're facing because we know that he's with us, even if it doesn't feel like he's with us. Yes, absolutely. You know, Psalm 139.5 says that, that the Lord goes before us every step of our journey and that he hymns us in. And I love that picture. One translation says he protects us from the harm of our past, but that hymning in is just a beautiful picture of him protecting us, um, even when it doesn't feel like it. And our storms can be a difficulty. It can be in ministry. It can be in our family. It can be in work. It might be something personal that we have a personal struggle. We don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to get a hold of maybe a temptation in our life that just continues to come at us and we feel like we fail. It could be so many different things. So are we trying to fix the problem? Are we just in the fetal position? Are we leaning over the back of the of the boat of our life going, I'm just, you know, I can't even deal. It's just, I'm sick. I'm just sick of where I found myself. Are we trying to just hold on? Man, holding on to, the, to try to guide our life and just we're hanging on by thread. And we're looking everywhere but to where our help comes from. And also, storms shows the importance of community, having people around us who can surround. Mm -hmm. Because I look at a couple of these, and a couple of these are bad, not that any of these are good places to be, but being angry at God. We don't want to ever be angry at God because 
He's not the one causing our yeah. storm. We live in a broken world, and he doesn't want bad things to happen to us. And also, I can't imagine not being a Christian and going through a storm, being lost. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I will say, because there might be someone listening that is angry um, at God, and the one thing that I know for sure, he would want you to bring that to him, yeah. you know, to trust him with that. Yeah. I can remember a specific storm in my life where I went for a walk and just told him exactly how I felt. You know, Mm -hmm. I knew I couldn't tell anybody else how I felt. Um, It wouldn't come out right because I was processing something. And, you know, he is, God is big enough to take all of that passion and hurt, frustration, whatever it may be. He wants us to bring that to him. So if we can take it to him, then even David, when he... Every psalm, like, he, he didn't always start out in a good right, place, right? Right. But by the end of that psalm, we see where taking it to God, God gave right. him a different perspective. And God can handle it. God can handle it. That day, he could handle my frustration, mm-hmm. my outright, I was angry. wasn't necessarily angry at him. But I took that, all that emotion, and I gave it to God. And I remember him, I, I said to the Lord, I said, you know, I've shared all this with you, and mm-hmm. I've not heard anything from you. And in that still small voice, this is what I heard. Have you forgiven them? Like, he helps us to get perspective. Right. That we don't have a right to ourself. Just to feel and to, like, he wants to, if we can take that stuff to him, then he can set us straight. Just like on right. the boat. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, there was a disciple or two that decided Hey, wait a minute. Jesus is on the boat, right? And what happened? He calmed the storm. Peace be still. Simple words. Right. He calmed the storm. And I can guarantee you that the disciples' faith grew through that storm. Had they not called out to him, I'm not sure how that would have went. But when we can give our cares to the Lord and believe that he can do something about them. That's where uh, Pastor Camelot, uh, I've probably said this before, but I can remember one time we were in a prayer meeting and she was dealing with something. She She's like, you know what? I can have a pity party because we do like to have those occasionally, yeah. but there's one person I have to invite and that's God. Yeah. I can I can take that. That stuff to him that I'm dealing with that might sound trivial if I go and share it with my friends. But I can take it to him, and he will help me work through that. Um, Whether it's a a tidal wave or a small storm. Um, God wants us to bring our hurts and the storms of our life to him. And, you know, I don't know what was... Jesus going to do like he was asleep like you said he was trusting the Lord he had deep-seated peace to be sleeping and this is easier said than done but I saw one of them says worshiping him he wants us to worship him even in our storms right you know, worship him whether things are going good or things are not going good and we we need to ask him to help us because that's not our natural reaction is right. to, oh, praise you, Lord. Thank you for this storm. Thank mm-hmm. you for this whatever's going on in mm-hmm. my life that's 
not easy. Yeah. There's a worship song. It talks about in the midst of the storm, praising him in the midst of that. And it's not our first reaction. Our first reaction is often as the disciples, right? Yeah. But, man, God is a God of mercy. And when we come to ourselves like they did, um, being able to see him for who he is. And we can know that our God is bigger than any storm that we'll face. Yeah. Um, Whatever it is, and maybe we have a lost loved one that we're praying for. Maybe they're going through something difficult. They're not so far away from God that he can't save them or he can't rescue them. Or somebody is that we may know might seem in a, be in a seemingly hopeless situation, mm-hmm. but even those situations through God, he works all things out for those who love him and mm-hmm. are caught according to his That's purpose. That's right. That's right. And then, you know, he says to the disciples, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Well, they nearly died. Um, and it seems like a kind of a funny question. Um, but imagine the disciples looking at each other. Let's see, why were we so afraid? You know, uh, oh, it was a storm that nearly drowned us, right? Uh, then there's another uh, wave of fear because they were realizing they were sitting next to the Son of God who had power over nature. Like, imagine, imagine what it would have been like in that moment. Um, but Jesus showed them what it was like to have peace in the midst of the storm. He was a model of that that day. And we might feel like we're alone during our storm, but we're never alone. As That's right. If God is with us, if we've accepted him as our Savior and Lord, he is with us even if we don't have anybody physically with us, around us. Right. He is always with us. Yes, um, he is with us. And I can only imagine as the sea calmed, and they finished that ride across um, the water. The conversation, the demeanor of the disciples on the boat, just being in awe of who Jesus, not who Jesus said he was, right. but who he is. Right. Who he is, who he was, who he is, who he will always right. be. He didn't just talk the talk, he walked the walk. Right, and he he was an example to them. and. He is our peace. He is our hope. He is our strength. Um, you know, if you've ever been in a body of water that maybe it's it has a muddy bottom. God gave me this picture a few years back. I had a friend that was going through something, and it was like they were fighting, trying to figure out what to do, and it was theirs to fix. And God gave me this picture. Um, it just it came to my mind and just now If you have ever been in a pond or somewhere that a lake and kind of the mud on the bottom, um, and you're trying to, you've dropped something, you've lost something, and now you need to see in the water and you need to find it. But the more you walk around, the more cloudy the water gets. And so you can't, you can't find it until you stop and let all of that silt, dirt, everything settle back down until the water clears. And 
It's that idea, that beautiful picture of be still and know that I'm God. Just stop trying to do it yourself um, and trust that I am in this. There's some waiting that might be in our storm. Maybe we're in the midst of it. Maybe there's so much happening right now we don't even know which way to turn. And I believe today that Jesus would say, peace be still. In our lives, this is a, a, a beautiful physical picture in the natural, an event that happened that we can take and lay over the grid of our spiritual life. When we feel like we must do something, maybe we've been called and that calling, we don't know the answer yet. Like you said, maybe we're praying for someone and it just seems like they're getting further and further away from the Lord. You know, when I was in that place of rebellion and and a huge storm of my life, and I, I, I caused a storm that affected my whole family. And I remember my mom calling me one day and telling me um, her commitment to prayer for me. And yes, she tried to figure out how to fix it for herself for a while. And finally, she realized the greatest resource that she had was prayer. And she began to pray for me. And God heard her. Like I wouldn't be, I believe 100% that if my... My mom's prayers changed my life. I believe that God heard her. Now, I will say, when God answers prayers, he might not answer them exactly like we think he's going to answer. But we can be rest assured that he will answer. And as long as we can stop and trust him with the storm, he will be faithful to work out things, as Ephesians 3 says, in ways that we have never thought um, or imagined uh, because he is for us as believers. He believes in us when we don't believe in ourselves. Amen. And Pastor Margaret, talking about prayer, a lot of times we tend to go to prayer as a last resort when we should go to it as a first resort. And a lot of times if people that we know are struggling, we say, we'll pray for you. And we feel like that that's not a whole lot. We wish we could do more. But prayer is the most important thing we can do for people. Absolutely. It is the most powerful resource. And the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our lives. And that same power that raised Christ from the dead is available to us. That's called that duname. It's the, the root word for dynamite. It's that duname power that is available to us. And so often, and the Lord has been reminding me of this recently, so often we look at a situation with human eyes. Right. We don't put in, well, this is what it could look like if God got, we just see it right. in our humanness, but God comes and he brings that power and he He has this plan for redemption that we can be reconciled to God and that those that we love can be reconciled to God. And and I love this picture of prayer of, um, and somebody said it the other day, it's like 
uh, sometimes we have to believe for others when they're mm-hmm. they're not in a place, right. and we believe that God can do this for them while they're not even believing. But it's taking that person's hand and not holding on to it, but taking it and placing it in the hand of God. And, and it's a beautiful visual of us trusting God with those places, with the people, with the circumstances that we're dealing with, not taking it on our own, but casting that on right. him, casting that care right. on him, casting that storm on him. And that's where the peace can come into our life when we release the burden to the great burden bearer and trust him to make all things new. Right. Well, Pastor Margaret, I know this conversation has brought hope to my life and pray that those listening, that it has brought hope to their life. And just in closing, I'm going to say a quick prayer for those listening. Uh, Lord, I just pray uh, for those listening today and I just you know, we all face storms in life, and just help us to go to you, Lord. Just help us to trust in you, Lord, mm-hmm. not through our own strength, but through your strength to just know that in your perfect timing, you will get glory out of whatever we're going through. Just help us to trust you in the midst of the storm, Lord. And I just pray that for each one of us. Pray for that, mm-hmm. that for me. I pray that for Pastor Margaret. I pray that for those listening, Lord. And uh mm-hmm. I just ask all this in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I pray that as Pastor Margaret and I have shared from Mark 4 today about the storm on the Sea of Galilee and how um, God said, peace be still, how Jesus said, peace be still, that today's broadcast truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hope Talks. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe for all the updates and latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg or Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.